Today in Business from Wired. This episode is brought to you by ShipStation. You know, some things take a lot of work, like sending little robots to far off distant planets. And just as that's challenging, so too is running a successful e commerce business, especially when there's so much to do. So I want to introduce you all to ShipStation. Now, I love using ShipStation because of its easy to use dashboard, which makes managing orders and printing labels a breeze and super smooth. Oh, and the customer service is just out of this world. It's exactly what you need to help grow your business. Sign up for your free 60 day trial at shipstation.com slash tech news. That's shipstation.com slash tech news. This podcast is sponsored by Cloud Optimizer. As a business owner or IT manager, are your cloud investment costs going up and you don't know why? It's time for Cloud Optimizer. As you migrate your business to the cloud, what you're spending and why you're spending it can get a little hazy. But Cloud Optimizer clears up the mystery and puts the cloud to work for you. Cloud Optimizer starts by analyzing usage patterns, right sizing resources, leveraging discounts you may not be aware of, implementing automation, and much more. And by reducing unnecessary expenses and maximizing performance, Cloud Optimizer guarantees you a savings of five times what you spend for their service. As you utilize cloud based services more and more, you don't have to lose sight or control of your spend. You can stay agile, streamline your costs, and optimize your performance, plus, save significant money with Cloud Optimizer. Make the cloud work for you with Cloud Optimizer. Get a free assessment and find out how much you can save by going to cloudoptimizer.com. Go to cloudoptimizer.com for your free assessment. That's cloudoptimizer.com. Here's today's spoken edition of Wired. What a difference a day makes. Yesterday, when Donald Trump was asked during a televised interview how he would deal with ISIS's spread online, he responded with a fairly incoherent answer that amounted to, The cyber is so big. Today, during a much-publicized speech on national security in Philadelphia, he said one of his first directives as president would be to conduct a thorough review of all United States cyber defenses and identify all vulnerabilities. Sounds like someone's been studying, or at least whoever wrote Trump's speech has been. The Trump campaign did not respond to a request about who wrote today's remarks. Throughout this election cycle, the Republican nominee has rarely discussed issues related to technology and cybersecurity. And when he has, the things he said have been newsworthy, if only for their comedic value. Yesterday, it was a circuitous and confusing dodge about defeating ISIS online. Daniel Dale tweeted, Worth a read, Donald Trump somehow segues from cyber to ISIS propaganda to his poll numbers. You know, cyber is becoming so big today. It's becoming something that a number of years ago, a short number of years ago, wasn't even a word. Now the cyber is so big. You know, you look at what they're doing with the internet, how they're taking, recruiting people through the internet, and part of it is the psychology because so many people think they're winning. And you know there's a whole big thing. Even today's psychology, where CNN came out with a big poll, their big poll came out today that Trump is winning. It's good psychology. It's good psychology. Before that, it was his debate night assertion that Bill Gates would help him close up parts of the internet. And boy did the Twitterati laugh, because Trump putting a the in front of cyber is kind of like my mom asking if we can Netflix the final season of The Good Wife. And how would Bill Gates shut off the internet anyway? How absurd. Ha ha. Except for one thing. Trump's ignorance about cyber threats has never been funny. It's been scary. Trump's lousy grammar and off-the-cuff remarks have been distractions from the real issue. That the man who actually could be president has expressed little to no understanding of cybersecurity or the online frontier in the war on terror. Yesterday, when he was asked to talk policy, Trump slipped seamlessly into highlighting his own rising poll numbers. Whether he intended to or not, 
That pivot had the effect of comparing his supporters to ISIS recruits, suggesting that the same psychology that leads them to be energized about polls in his favor is what leads ISIS recruits to be radicalized. Wait, what? Never mind the fact that ISIS's social media recruiting tactics are a separate issue altogether from the cybersecurity threats the country faces from other nations and lone hackers. Russian hackers have cracked the Democratic National Committee's databases. Chinese hackers infiltrated the U.S. Office of Personnel Management. North Korean hackers nearly toppled Sony over the release of a Seth Rogen movie. So yeah, the cyber is big. So big that the next president will need to come to the White House with at least a slight understanding of what to do about it. Which is why it's mildly comforting that today, Trump devoted a significant portion of his national security speech to talking about addressing these issues. In addition to investing heavily in the military, Trump said he would ask the Joint Chiefs of Staff and all relevant federal departments to submit a plan that would address vulnerabilities in the country's power grid, communications, and infrastructure. That's a good start. At the same time, we will invest heavily in offensive cyber capabilities to disrupt our enemies, including terrorists, who rely heavily on internet communications, Trump said, adding that these investments would help create the jobs and technologies of tomorrow. After a year and a half of skirting questions about technology altogether, Trump sounded a lot like, well, Hillary Clinton. Clinton has also called for a commission on national security and privacy, and has spoken repeatedly about the need to refuse ISIS territory on land and in cyberspace. We need Silicon Valley not to view government as its adversary, Clinton said back in November. We need to challenge our best minds in the private sector and work with our best minds in the public sector to develop solutions that would both keep us safe and protect our privacy. The difference, of course, is that Clinton has been talking about these issues with frequency and facility. Trump, on the other hand, has stumbled tongue-tied toward a coherent policy. Now that he's arrived at one, however devoid of detail it may be, it's hard to lavish on the credit for his ability to read from a teleprompter. Still, today's remarks indicate he's starting to take the cyber seriously. This article is written by Izzy Lepowski. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.